You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. You're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's Voice, here with Alyssa Sanchez. Woo! Local hero. Yes, local hero. And Micah Kilpatrick behind the glass, wearing his Broncos and Avalanche gear. I'm going to just start describing you in detail. It's like going to become 50% of the show. (laughs) Well, now that the uh, Colorado Grit are starting up September 8th. 8th. Um, Maybe I should get a Colorado Grit shirt. Or hat. Or both. No, all my hats are Broncos. Oh. It's like a strict rule. Except for my Huskies hat. Husky, Husky, Husky. Wimpy, wimpy. No, wait. It's hefty, hefty, hefty. (laughs) Something from a... Anyway. (laughs) Trash bags. Exactly. Yep. Not for... Well... I hope we never get sponsored by a trash bag making company. I hope that we do. What does it like say about our show? That we talk a lot of trash. Says that you guys are trashy? <laughs> that, we, that we talk a lot of trash. <laughs> yes, hefty if you're listening. Oh, I'm, I'm your girl. <laughs> All right. Well, Michael was just talking about the Colorado Grit. I know I've, I've touched on it a little bit, and they are. I just heard the ad yesterday that they're going to run for uh, opening weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th. So uh, I'm going to have the owner, Bob Bowden, one of the owners, on uh, one of these weeks. But I've been fortunate uh, to work with him pretty closely as they're they're starting to kick off this hockey season. But I was just at a, a at a scrimmage the other day, and it was one of the the, the final cut day for um, some of the players. And it is really good hockey. And how I describe it, if you've ever seen a hockey game, mostly like NHL, um, you know, if you're watching the Stanley Cup or anything that you do see on TV, it's probably not what you see when you come to one of my. Adult recreational league hockey's, <laughs> aka beer league. Yes, <laughs> um, but these kids are so fast. I mean, Ooh. they are skating so fast. The hits are really hard. But I think where the 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 caliber of differential between the NHL with the Avs, the um, AHL with the Colorado Eagles over in Loveland, and you know some of the more regional professional leagues like the uh, ECHL, the Eastern Conference Hockey League of which my hometown, the Fort Wayne Comets, is a part of, um, is, I mean, the speed's there. You'll have some breakout stars who are a lot faster. It's just when you go to those lower levels, the success rate of passes are substantially less. Mm. So in the NHL, I would describe it as they're making, I mean, what do they call it, tape-to-tape, stick-to-stick passes at, Mm. you know, 60 miles an hour or whatever. And uh, they're connecting and they're moving. Very rarely do they miss passes. Mm. And you get the AHL, you know, probably 15%, 20%, I don't know. And then it gets lower or, sorry, mm. less and less successful passes. And that's what I saw. I go, these kids are fast. These are incredible players. Now they're just developing to adapt to that speed and um, kind of, I mean, skating 
incredibly fast while trying to make those connections, but this is where they get to watch them develop, and I'm mm. so excited. I, as somebody who knows very little about hockey, I am still also excited. This is so fun. This is awesome for downtown Greenland. Yes, and it's something to go to. The hockey games are so fun. I've been to a few now. I went to a few of the UNC hockey games, and they're so fun. There's concessions. They play cool music. Yes. Is there fighting? Have you? I, I don't I've, know. Some some places, some leagues, they're not allowed to fight. Like I think in the Olympics, women's hockey, I saw the Chinese team versus the American team, and it was like fourteen to nothing, America, and uh, there was no fighting, and I was disappointed. There is fighting in this league. Good. <laughs> yes. I I I'm I'm a hockey. I know. I don't like fights. You're a pacifist. And well, I chirp a lot. Chirping is when you kind of heckle. You know, yep. Yep. Uh, now, I do think it is appropriate at times to get physical and throw a fight punch in hockey. Um, largely, it's a statement. You know, one thing that's admirable in this final of gladiatorial sports that we have that still exist um, is. You know, kind of cheaply going after top players or top scorers. And, mm. you know, there used to be a time of enforcers where there'd be fights every game and fans would just go nuts. Now it's just more of a controlling the pace of the game or, hey, you just cheap shot our best player. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. So next time that person's on the ice, well, guess what? We put our 6'6, 250 pound, you know, defenseman or something out there. You're going to remember why you don't hit those players. It's about honor. <laughs> Um, yes, you know when Milan uh, was familiar with bringing honor to yes. us all. So. Yes, when a lot of players were about to hit Wayne Gretzky, they would actually warn him. They had so much respect for the man, they would warn him. <laughs> and he's not—he's not a big dude, but they—they'd warn him. They didn't want to hurt him. That oh Wayne, what a legend! Oh yeah, I mean if you, t- the great one is probably Mister Hockey is a good nickname, but the great one is. The best nickname in sports. He has yet, I mean, no one can match his his level of play and the points that he had. Um, can I, they ever? I mean, maybe. It depends. Um, I can't remember how many points he's had over his career. I'm looking it up right now. 2,857, meaning that he has had at least, well, 2,857 goals and assists. That is more than 970 points than the runner-up. And that runner-up played in 269 more games than Wayne Gretzky. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, Wayne. He was actually – he had a billet family when he was a kid. Did he? Yep. He stayed in touch with them for 50 years before they passed. Aww. So I hope I have that kind of connection with my billet kids. Yes. Yes. It's happening. But and the other time I condoned getting physical with other players. I mean, it's a physical sport. You're hitting people. You're running them into boards. Um, tempers do fly, but as if they have a cheap shot at a goalie, because as a goalie, even though we're wearing the most padding, we are the most vulnerable players on the ice. We have zero momentum standing there as a skater coming in at twenty miles an hour mm. and not stopping or. Um, you know, freezing the puck and the whistle blows and they're still whacking at your wrist. I mean, potentially breaking your wrist. Um, it is a very dangerous position. And I, I, and I, I have no problem with a goalie hitting a player back. And that's a big stick. But if a goalie takes a whack at your ankles because you took a whack at the goalie, I got no problem with that. That, that to me is equal. 
And if they're doing that to be a-holes, I don't condone that. But yeah, to defend themselves because they are the most defenseless players. And I've always admired when I, even in recreational hockey, um, it's still dangerous. I mean, I'm still off an eight-week injury right now Mm -hmm. that I can't get back on the ice anytime soon. And it absolutely sucks. Womp womp. And I had, this is one of my favorite moments, um, because I'm not a, I don't get very physical on the ice. I, I have not been in any fights. I've gotten in the middle of one to try to break it up. Um, and there aren't a lot of fights that happen, but things do get kind of physical. Um, but I'm also, I'm not going to take a whack at somebody because I'm like, oh, they're just going to come back and score. Or whatever. You know, I, I'm very much in that karma mode. But there have been lots of times where I've had cheap shots at my wrists after the whistle blow, after the puck is supposed to be dead. And I'll remember one of my defensemen, he was, he was phenomenal. Um, he actually almost passed away from COVID. He was in the hospital oh, in a coma for months. And he was, oh, my gosh, he's, he's doing better now, and he's starting to get back on the ice again. But uh, he came up after somebody was whacking at me after the whistle, and he, uh, he basically said, hit the goalie again, see what happens. So he did. He hit my wrist, and he was on the ice in an instant. It was, I was, I was I, that's a good D-man. That is yes. a good D-man. Um. You just don't I, do you know, do you ever go on YouTube? If if I'm ever in a bad mood, one of the things that I like to do is go on YouTube and watch either NHL, e- anything in sports, teammates protecting each other. Because I'll watch like bench clearing brawls in baseball if someone like uncalled for throws a wild pitch at someone's head. I like that stuff. I like that. If someone goes after your family, someone goes after your teammate, you go right out after them. And that's a big tell, too, of do your teammates have your back? Uh, and I think that's what's the core of a team because I've also played on teams where I don't feel like a defense has my back and I am left vulnerable to be injured or to get unintentionally whacked at. It came out wrong. Um, no, it came out exactly how it yep. should have. Um, that just puts me in a dangerous position. And those who are just kind of let it slide, it's hard to feel that you have the backing of a team if they're not willing to do that. Um I've always admired teams that, like you said, it's a family, Micah, and good to have their backs and, and that support. Yeah, even if like you're you're a player and you were on the Avalanche last year and now you're on the Oilers and you've been on the Avalanche for years, yeah, you like the Avalanche, but now you're an Oiler and you have to stick up for your guy. Mm-hmm. You Your family has changed. There's uh, some cool things. What I like about one of the leagues I'm in is you get to play with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a draft-type system, so there are two seasons a year, one shorter, one longer. Um, but you only can protect five players on a team. So you might have the core group uh, playing, but eventually you get to play with almost everybody in the league. Mm-hmm. And, yes, tempers can get high on the ice, but you know, off the ice, everyone still has to work the next day. And it's usually, not all the time, but really respectful and you have players you prefer to play with and others you might not prefer to play with, but you still have that that you know respect. And when you start getting that toxicity in a locker room or, or, or for whatever kind of team, I mean, that's just a cancer that's spreading rapidly. That's where you don't have good team chemistry. That's where you start to lose fans. You hate to see teammates going at each other or blaming mm-hmm. each other, um, mm-hmm. you know, off the ice on the bench or wherever they might be. But Like if two teammates are late and one of them is not? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the worst when that happens. I hate it. <laughs> Micah, you are a great teammate. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back to Nick's Next on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Alyssa just stepped out. She'll be back in a moment. We were She's just talking hockey. Twice. She will be late twice. Um, Colorado Grit Hockey, NAHL, the North American Hockey League. And their first game is going to be 7-15, September 8th. That's a Friday um, against the El Paso uh, uh, Rhinos, I guess. I think so. Um, this is going to be a great league. This is so good for Greeley. I'm incredibly passionate about hockey, but that's their homestand weekend. So they have a game 7-15 on Friday, September 8th. 4.15 or 4 o'clock on Saturday the 9th and Sunday the 10th, the rare Sunday game is at 1.15. And tickets are reasonable. 10 buck tickets. Yeah, 10 to $15. There's, I think there's an option to for buy one, get one free. There is, and that expires tonight. Oh, it Wednesday expires night. Wednesday night? Uh, it does. So um, get those buy one, get ones. And if you have kiddos too, five and under are free. They have a mascot called Moo Moo, uh, which is uh, a cow. Um. With but anyway, it was. Here's what's it's cool. It's not. A, it's not a person wearing a big moo moo. Uh, no, but that would be interesting if moo moo wore a moo moo. Um. But there what you, I really there you ad- go. admire about the grit, uh, and I, you know, we'll have Bob Bowden on the show, and I know uh, he's working. Wouldn't with it be cool Brady. if it was like a, a bowl of grits? That was the mascot. No, <laughs> I made that joke like seven times. The uh, head coach was in David for the whole show yesterday, and I made that joke like seven times, and it did not land with him. But I thought I laughed every time. Well, that's how I do my jokes too, Micah. As long as I laugh, I think it's fine. <laughs> so one thing that's really neat, and of course we'll get more detail. They're just in. I mean, they are. They bought a million dollar franchise, brand new team, but they're so invested in the community. And we'll talk more about this. But uh, Bob Bowden has uh, an employee who works for him up in Aspen, who used to be the editor of the newspaper up there. She is writing a series of children's books. All oh, cool. focused around the mascot Mumu, and Aww. it's uh, it's Colorado grit because they thought you know Greeley. What defines Greeley? It's the grit. You know, we're willing to get down and dirty and do the hard work. Um, we just kind of grinded it out, and they see Greeley as you know the unfair redheaded stepchild of Colorado, of Northern Colorado, and I really admire that they saw this spark in this community because it's a fantastic community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think others are just jealous. That's, <laughs> they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, how dare those people be jealous of us? Indeed. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> and so they're writing the series of children's books for Moo Moo, and it's uh, Moo Moo like lives in the ice rink, but it's just teaching them skills. The kids get to have those books. The players are going to be going out to schools to read these books to the kids. Aww. They're going to be going to after-school programs where they're going to teach, thanks to a, um, a partnership with the Colorado Avalanche, how to play ball hockey. Oh, cool. Um, they're, uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs, they're getting involved with that. They, I mean, just the ideas and the plans on really bringing this into the community and starting with the kids, too, I think is just going to uh, just hopefully do really well for Greeley. And I don't know if this is public knowledge yet, but yours truly will be the home game announcer for the Colorado Grit. That's going to be awesome. In case you don't get enough of him at uh, on Nick's Snacks, you can hear even more. <laughs> the other night I was driving home and I was kind of bored, so I decided to entertain myself by practicing different announcing voices. Um, that I had fun with that. I had shenanigans. Good. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm confident in any of them right now, but uh, I'm working on it. It'll, it comes with time. It will be fun. Anyway, yes. get your tickets. ColoradoGritHockey.com or ColoradoGrit.com. 
Just Google Colorado grit. Google hockey <laughs> near me. Go, yeah, <laughs> hockey near. I wonder what happens if you I Google. think, by the way, I think you have to type in the www. Um, I tried going to the website, and for some reason, it does not like me or my phone. And Aww. when I typed in the www dot, that's when it worked. Um, mine worked fine with, nope, coloradogrit.com. Coloradogrit.com. Nope, still doesn't work. Maybe I'm not connected to the Wi-Fi. Hmm. Eh, we'll figure it out. Just Google Colorado Grit. Yes. Coming up. Oh, my gosh. It's and there's not awesome. a bad seat in that arena. It's a darn good arena that is a, a hidden gem in downtown. They can fit about 700 people in there. They say 900, but that's, you know, if the entire arena was made of middle seats in an airplane. Uh. Um, I, I, you don't really want to be that crammed and close when you're trying to eat a hot dog or nachos or maybe what? sip on a beer. That's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. ColoradoGritHockey.com. ColoradoGritHockey.com. Uh. Got to add the hockey part. Bum, bum, bum. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. I mean, I'm. Yes. This is. This is my people. This Plus, is big. They're going to feature a different nonprofit for home games for their chuck a puck. That's when you can buy a, a, a rubber puck to throw on the ice, and if you get it in the bucket, then you win half of the cash value or something. Oh wow! For any musicians out there listening in the northern Colorado area, if you want to sing the anthem and be featured there, there are opportunities Ooh. for that. Um, yeah, this is going to be huge. And again, they're sponsors of KFKA, so you'll start hearing those advertisements coming out soon. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, I'm stoked. I'm soaked. So soaked. I am so, I, yep. I'm so <laughs> stoked. I'm soaked. Oh. That's. <laughs> yep. Yep. No mm, filter. No. Well, Alyssa. Well, Nicholas. What's. I don't think I've ever formally called you Nicholas on the air. That was a little weird. Nicholas. <laughs> that was my in trouble name when I was a kid. Oh, was it? I always used to make jokes. Um, and more in my adult life, never as a kid. Um, but, you know, I can tell a joke with confidence and people believe it. I said, yes. yeah, for the first seven years of my life, I thought my full name was Damn It Nicholas. Oh. <laughs> Even at school, exactly. everybody was always Damn It Nicholas. Yep. Can we say that word on the air? I don't know. Michael not, F. Not so. here. So. Let's see what all we can say to see if he catches <laughs> this. As many this, creative curse words this, as he can come up with. There's nothing in post, so this could be very – no. I think you can say that word. Well, we did. So I don't know if, if we got bleeped. Just use your imagination for what word it was. Bleep, yes. Nicholas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thrilling. Oh my goodness. So we are in the height of summer. You know, it is uh, pushing ninety-five, one hundred degrees here in northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maui was just burning to a crisp. Oh, I um, know. Southern California is getting a hurricane for the first time since the seventies. I, I know. I have a lot of friends in LA, so it's been really. And like, I've never, you don't realize when, cause you, you know, I grow up seeing like, you think natural disaster and you really think natural disaster and those do exist, but it's so interesting watching my friends prepare and live through a hurricane. And I think since we all live through COVID, we kind of just, you just kind of hunker down and get through it. But like I had a friend who all her electronics that were plugged in got completely shot, like all of her TVs, like computers. Yeah. Just, and you just, she just didn't know. Like she just did what she was wet. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but there was some kind of surge that Mm. happened and just all of her, it was crazy. Like it's, and her roof is damaged. I don't know. It's. 
And that's, oh my gosh. Well, and then what happened in, in Hawaii, which is just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think there's still 700 people missing, which mm-hmm. at this point is really grim and bleak, but how quickly that fire spread. And I was shocked to hear wildfires in Hawaii. Hawaii to me just seems very humid mm-hmm. and lush, but they have all these native, non-native plants mm-hmm. that are just I, I, it's insane because they look nice because we want this to be some make-believe yeah. fairy tale land and oh my gosh the amount of destruction I mean entire city just gone I mean it's just it's devastating unprecedented the, yeah it's... and the people haven't had time to like they can't identify anyone they're burnt to a crisp and they're asking people to get swabs of their DNA so they can start oh, com- you know gosh. discovering and identifying those who didn't make it oh, oh my gosh that is so heartbreaking oh. I can't even imagine. That is like natural disaster. And that was, you know, I was thinking because we had that terrible fire, uh, I think, down near Boulder a mm-hmm. couple of years ago mm-hmm. where a thousand homes were wiped out. I mean, terrible windstorm. And it was just it was a perfect storm of fire. And, you know, I was just thinking because I had a little anxiety. My smoker is a little bit on the fritz. And mm-hmm. so I have a like, little fire extinguisher ready to go in case the middle of the night. Uh, what would ha- I mean, houses are not built with the most inexpensive products that I think back like a home that was built in the you know before 30 years ago Mike is cutting us off Um, learn more (laughs) we'll get to that in a second we'll be right back after this break Snacks with Alyssa here in the Aloe Fiber Studios in Midtown Greeley. Yep. Midtown. Midtown Greeley. Woo. Who else is, is on the show? Micah Kilpatrick and I'm Alyssa Behind Sanchez. the glass. No, you said with Alyssa. You forgot yourself. Nick. Kenny is here. <laughs> I am here. So uh, a magical thing. We were just talking fires and how homes nowadays are built with stuff that can just go instantly up. Drywall, um, the insulation, boom. You know, back in the old day when things were plaster, which, again, isn't as efficient as this is. But, you know, that's what's causing these awful fires that spread so quickly. That was what I had to wrap up. Uh But a magical thing this past week, I was driving home. I think it was late Friday. And... For the past, I think, two or three months, the entrance to my neighborhood to turn left has been closed. They've been doing a lot of construction, and now I see the clear, massive road they're going to be building just to the north of me. Um, but the cones were gone, and I could turn <gasps> left, and I was so happy. I blew past the entrance like I because I'm so used to mm-hmm. having to go another half a mile or so to turn around. Um, and I thought, oh, my gosh. So it was Saturday morning, and I was like, did I, did I, did I just – Manifest that I did. I imagine that it was no. Maybe maybe it's it can't be done yet. So I leave uh, Saturday morning to meet a buddy with um um or a bike ride at mm. the Poudre Trail, and I turned right. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, they're gone. Mm. And I just made a joke because I'd forgot my cycling shoes, so I had to turn around. I go, yep, I just wanted to turn around to turn left into my neighborhood, so I intentionally forgot my shoes at home, so I could yes. just experience not having to. I mean. 
I'm going to be dramatic here. That extra half mile and flipping a UE or cutting the neighborhood probably added two to three minutes to my travel. And Took three years of off your life. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. At least a week. <laughs> Yes, at least a week. And then you know what? That's a long time. It is. And then trying to navigate anyway. I'm I'm grateful that that phase is complete. Now I'm sure they're going to put in a stoplight there and I've been That's enjoying it. That's going to be terrible. It does help if I try to, you know, go west from that, but mm. That's not going to be fun. No. It's construction season. Every every day is construction season in Colorado. My my way here is so I, I scoot to work now because it's Woo. much farther away from uh, my house than we used to be. So I use the bike lane. Well, there's a place where the where they've blocked off a lot of the street on 13th. So the drivers are now using the bike lane. And I'm like, okay, time to use the sidewalk now. Yeah, it's so dangerous. It is. And and I I I don't. You know, I understand what they're trying to do. They have to fix stuff or, you know, whatever. Well, but it's it's just worrisome because I'm afraid that, you know, someone's not going to understand what they have to do. The only time I've been upset with cyclists, because I am a road cyclist, and mm. there are way too many incredibly awful, rude hogs of the road. Mm. I have been... Mm-hmm dieseled a few times where trucks will slow down in front of us and then floor it and cover us in mm. soot um, to slamming on their brakes trying to get us to hit them to what? getting incredibly close to us um, I almost want to carry a weapon and just unload on them but I have yet to be able to fire a bow and arrow when I'm <laughs> while riding, riding a, bike. a bike you'll get there um, don't worry I'm hoping you know it'll be my version of Legolas from Lord of the Rings yes. where you know, I can cycle but I just don't understand the entitlement of these. And if you're one of them, yeah, you're an a-hole. And <laughs> shame on you. Yes. But there was a kid killed, I think, in Severance or Timnath oh, recently um, in the bike lane and just riding and, and run over. And it, it, of course, rattled the cycling community. Um, and I just uh, – it's – Everyone's in our today. I saw a motorcyclist weaving in and out of traffic. That's just so recklessly, not wearing a helmet. That's which insane to me. Brain that, buckets at this you know point, but I, I just, I, uh, I, I cannot stand driving. I hate driving because everyone is so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Everyone is not everyone. All uh, it's out of our control. Mm-hmm. Um, people are so reckless. People are in such a hurry. People are so angry and aggravated at the drop of a pin. Um, it's, I don't like it. It's unpleasant to drive. It is. It is. Well, you know, I am one of those people that also like, I do get frustrated sometimes when I see cyclists on the road because, you know, I would love to see that me getting frustrated on the road. Oh yes. I don't really, I'm not a road rager really at all. I don't like, I don't, I don't really care. I, I know that I'm like the idiot on the road like i'm aware of that but i'm still careful i think so kind of yourself i know but um i I drive a little crazy yeah i i mean i grew up driving in denver and i feel like that shows now that i live in a smaller community i do still drive like i live in a city but i feel like cyclists make me nervous because there's the extra caution i know i have to take like i'm not gonna be there they will die that's just crazy what's the percentage of people who know the cyclists hand signals 
Because cyclists have hand signals for I'm going left, I'm going right, I'm stopping. We don't do that anymore. We just point left and right because humanity is not capable of understanding or learning something new that's not pointing to where you're going. So that's what Smart. it is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where I, I didn't finish my – where I get frustrated with cyclists mm. is driving up the mountains. Mm. And oh, there are some yes. impressive, impressive cyclists. I do not like hills. I do not like – I love the mountains. But I, you could not pay me to ride my bike up Trail Ridge Road. And they do. And I'm so impressed. Like those are impressive athletes. However, there's not much of a shoulder. Mm-hmm. The canyon – and Trail Ridge Road are so narrow, I already have enough anxiety driving up, you know, 11,000, 12,000 feet with no guardrail and having to come around a corner passing a cyclist. And I'm the one who will slow down until I can see a clear picture because mm-hmm. I don't want to hit them. But also I don't want to drive off the ledge, you know, yeah. by accident. But So kudos to them. But that's just one of my bugaboos is you're going up the canyon People are already reckless and aggravated going anywhere from 30 miles an hour because they clearly have never driven through curves before. Yep. Thanks, Californians. Yep. Um, Don't blame California. You say as Thanks. a transplant. Don't. Hey. I'm sorry, but there hey. are a lot of Coloradoans who are You've been here awful. for 10 years. You you count. Yep. I'm not the, the, the one with Colorado native bumper stickers. That's or true. Me either. Everything so. just kind of – I mean, you're welcome that your home value has gone up and that people are admiring this beautiful state, but I uh, – yeah, where was this public attacking, Nick? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going 65 miles an hour. And oh, my oh goodness. that's crazy to me. I feel pretty comfortable driving in mountainous areas. But even then, I'm like, that's just not I'm a you don't speed in the mountains. That's crazy. And then I get frustrated when people pass me. Mm-hmm. And people who are speeding in the mountains and, and speeding during snowstorms. Those are Colorado drivers. They are. I can guarantee they, of course you that. they are. And I respect it to a certain degree. But well, what people fail to recognize is I've got a four wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. That doesn't mean four wheel stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're on ice, they're just a smidgen more safe than, you know, a front wheel drive vehicle. Um, I loved my old Chevy Cruze because it was a, a um, standard. And I loved being able to drive in the snow because I could kick that thing in neutral and be able to work myself out of, you know, some sticky situations where I don't have a lot of traction. Mm. But with automatic car, I mean, it's just it's not I don't know. It's not as safe as you think it is. When I was going down to Longmont to take my Series 7 for, uh, you know, my exams and licensures to be a financial advisor, there was a blizzard that morning, and I saw more pickup trucks and Subarus Mm -hmm. off the road than I saw, you know, a little dinky um, sedan that's a standard, which was, you know, what I was driving because I was cautious. I know my limitations. I should have been driving anyway because it was a really bad snowstorm, but I had to get down there and take this exam where people just think they can – you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in a truck. I'm going to be safe. Mm-hmm. I'm in a four wheel drive Subaru. That's what Coloradans drive. Uh, I'm going to be safe. No, that's just uh. it's ludicrous. It is. There's a that was is a, he, is, is a rapper. Is he a rapper? Yeah. I, hey, I made a pop culture. Is it pop culture? It's kind of old. He's an older rapper, isn't he? Well, no, it's still pop culture. Hmm. You're good. Uh, we're going to come back with a really hot, sensitive topic that I'm worried about to, to broach on it. Well, we'll get to it. Hmm. So stay tuned and hopefully we piqued your curiosity. More Nick Snacks coming back in a second. Uh. 
Welcome back to Nick's Snacks with Felissa, Micah, and myself, Nick. <laughs> nice. Bringing up an interesting topic that I, I learned about last week, and this will push buttons, but sometimes buttons need to be pushed. Mm. Womp womp. Yes. It will be <laughs> Thank you, womp Micah. womp. So there is a biopic coming out about Leonard Bernstein. Um one of the, if not the best and greatest American composers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's famous for West Side Story and, and, and just so much more. But, you know, that's one that kind of pops to mind. He is not associated with the Berenstein Bears, <laughs> the cartoon. Um, Common mistake. Yes. Yeah. They're two very different things. Um, but there's a biopic coming out about his life. And Bradley Cooper is portraying Leonard Bernstein. He looks phenomenal. I mean, look at Bradley Cooper. Um, if you just go- – he – it's it's if you are gauging just the picture quality, you can tell which is Bradley Cooper and which is you know was taken fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, I am so stoked because they've been doing a lot of great biopics about performers and singers, and I love that we're going to get one about a composer now. I yes. mean, this is awesome for the music industry, um, and I think for this story to be told. Now there's a giant controversy right now um, because Bradley Cooper had to wear. A prosthetic nose because one of Leonard Bernstein's defining characteristics was he had a big nose. I have a big nose. Um, and the family even commented, yes, Leonard Bernstein had a huge – that was his defining like facial characteristic. Yeah, if you're going to draw a caricature of him, you would uh, focus on his nose, although his ears are also pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> so folks are upset that Bradley Cooper – is wearing a prosthetic. They feel like this is meant to portray Leonard Bernstein's Judaism, uh, Bernstein's Judaism, um, and that they should have just hired a Jewish actor. And, oh, God. And, and it's, it's, it's a very hot topic. People are very upset, and they have compared this on a level of him wearing blackface. Those people should shut up. <laughs> I knew where Micah would stand on this. Um, and I've had some... Uh, I will say healthy conversations to see. Okay, well, these are actors. They're 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 portraying a character. This isn't that you know. Mm-hmm. And and I am curious of your take, Alyssa. <laughs> but my ridiculous response is, you know, these are again actors. Sure, they're playing a character. So you're telling me if I became an actor, mm-hmm. I'm no longer Catholic. But if I was offered a role as JFK, that I couldn't play him because I'm no longer a practicing Catholic. Or can I sue Marvel because I had a ridiculous crush on Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy and turns out, oh, she's not a real blue alien. She's actually played by some white woman. How dare they? So that's a little extreme of a comparison. (laughs) But and, and Leonard Bernstein's family and relatives aren't even upset. That's it's just kind of mind boggling of. When are we sacrificing quality work for a, per, a person who's going to portray the character who who is probably the best for the role? I mean, that's why they've been cast. And where this type of anger and vitriol is coming at, where people will probably boycott. It'll have mm-hmm. a tarnished name. You know, five is, people are going to boycott it. Five people. I think it's going to be more than that because it's you know trending on Twitter daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, X. <laughs> Crying out loud. I can't roll my eyes back far yeah, enough because they'll never come back. But Alyssa, what's your hot take on on this, on that topic? Well, I don't think I'm going to be popular. 
Um, <laughs> I, I think, first of all, it's important to state that I am not Jewish. So this is not a my opinion on this is going to be. I mean, just, yeah, I'm not Jewish, and that doesn't hit home in the way that it will for other people. But I think that when there's this kind of controversy and people react this way, it is not ever for the surface level reason. It is not because of a prosthetic nose. It's because of hate and backlash and, like, just discrimination that a community has faced and then... It, again, I am, this is not a community I am a part of, but it, it seems, I can imagine that I would feel horrible if I was a part of an underrepresented community and then there was a movie being made about my community. Great, awesome, prosthetic nose. What's up with that? Like, I understand that frustration because if, you know, it, it feels a little, it doesn't feel right. I do understand and agree that Bradley Cooper is a phenomenal actor. I think there has to be, if you want to cast somebody who is not a part of this group, which is the dream that anybody can play any role and, you know, we all want that, there has to be a mutual level of coming forward and saying, okay, we recognize that, you know, and I don't I don't know this story as well, but there, there has to be both. They have to mesh together and, you know understanding that this is a movie about a Jewish person and that that needs to be handled appropriately and not in a in a gimmicky way. And I don't imagine that it would be, but I understand why people would be upset. Well, the movie's not even come out yet, so I don't even know how much, and no one does, focuses on that being you know a main part of his life or if it's mm-hmm. focused around the music and his life as a composer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're not broadcasting this as Leonard Bernstein, the Jewish composer. It's Leonard Bernstein, right, a but, composer. But when you come from, uh, when you have an identity that causes you to face adversity, it is always a part of you, even if it's not a part of you that you share publicly all the time. Like it is always a part of who you are. Oh, sure. And I'm, and that's why I'm curious where this falls in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, continue to go to the extremes of, okay, well, if there is a biopic redone about Helen Keller, mm-hmm. are they going to find a person who could best tell that story, best portray that character, character, or um, I can't name a lot yeah, of Yeah, let's find a, a deaf blind person who can do this. Uh, you know, can you see, I, I mean, I, they're underrepresented and underserved too. And mm-hmm. I'm curious too of the folks who are angry. Um, how are they represented? Are is it predominantly um, those who are Jewish and upset, mm-hmm. or is it people who are just upset? Does anybody always... remember Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, the, Rami Malek. Yeah, he had his teeth. He had done. Mm-hmm. he. So you have someone with large teeth, and that allowed, like he had four extra teeth that allowed him to sing very well. But Rami Malek didn't have those teeth, so he they had to make him prosthetic teeth. Also, he's not from Tanzania. As far as I know, I think he's of Egyptian descent. I think his his parents are, or one of his parents is, but he was born in California. He's not from Tanzania. That's where uh, that's where uh, Freddie Mercury was from. I mean, w- this is all they're making it about. 
physical features. That's what they're doing. You have a group of people who are overreacting. It's it's the same group of people who compare the N-word to honky. It's that same type of people who overreact. Oh, honky, that's a fa- – no, it's not. Shut up. Like oh, those, these – <laughs> People are overreacting. Like everybody, you have I, the three most. Uh, I think we have a triangle of, yes. you know, Alyssa's wise and very diplomatic <laughs> and kind of meet in the middle of the road. Uh, me, who's kind of challenging, like, okay, help, what, what, huh? Are, are we, are we, you know, getting to that extremes? You have to fit all these roles, otherwise you can't be cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Micah, who Micah is. is, is Shockingly Caucasian. I am one of the whitest people of all time. And I can try and put myself in someone else's shoes, but from what I see, they're just worrying about the physical features. Why not worry about the person's life, who the person actually was? Is this person a nose? Or is this person a human being who wrote music, who had their own struggles in life? How about you focus on that person's struggles in life and not focus on their freaking nose. I, I, I get it. You know, Jewish people, you know, there, there's that Jewish joke that Jewish people have big noses. A lot of Jewish people make that joke. I've got a big nose. But yeah, but who who cares? Who cares? Focus focus on the man. Another one of my ridiculous comparisons, and it will wrap up, is, all right, now there are a lot of circumstances where you have to have surgery to augment or or fix things. We'll say anyone who has suffered through breast cancer and may have had a mastectomy and reconstruction. Mm -hmm. um, What about those who are having enhancements just because or having their Botox? You're not really who you are. You're kind of fake. But just just before we wrap up, I just think it's important to say that it is so much bigger than a physical feature. And for a lot of people, this hits. It's so much more than that. It's not blackface. This is nowhere near blackface. It's its own thing. (laughs) I can't wait for the movie, though. I am excited to see this representation of Leonard Bernstein. I'll watch it when it comes to Netflix. (laughs) I hope it does. Anyway, thanks for listening to Nick Snacks. And that's our cutoff.